0: Hey, everyone, you're listening to Is, is It That deep, deep, though? Hi, everybody. I'm Joy. I live in Austin. I'm a best friend. I'm a pet owner. I'm uh, almost 30. If I ever get uh, brought up on tweets on oh anything, I have honestly, if somebody said this you or but look what you said here, I would probably say, oh, yeah, that was me. I was
1: <laughs> Why doesn't anybody just say that? Huh? What? I have not heard the word simple plan in like 11 years, I'm sure. Yo, they were lit. And I'm Cynthia. I am a PhD candidate in clinical psychology and I'm in my last year. I'll just say one thing. I remember in 2018, I tweeted, the baby deserves to be tall. I had to go and that tweet <laughs> because I cannot have that tied to my legacy. But I was on the wrong side of history. If you like shake a bottle of Coke, And then you untwist it and it explodes, right? Everything will come out, but it's going to dissipate eventually. It's not gonna continue to explode like that for the rest of time. Emotions are like that too. So you should feel them and then just kind of let them pass through you. I don't even know, can I even say it? It's like, yeah, you know, I
0: got her Hey everybody, you are listening to episode 11 of
1: is It That Deep Though? With Joy. And Cynthia. How was your week this week, Cynthia? It's been okay. It's been a week. I'll say that. It has been. It sounds, it, that
0: sounds tough. Like, that sounds good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a week, though. Not bad. Um, But okay. Uh, still going through stuff at work, trying to get my life together. Um, I got a huge deadline that I'm trying to meet next, before Thanksgiving, um, for my dissertation. So I'm kind of stressed about that. But we're just taking Can it you hear a day my cat time. Can you hear my cat in the background? Oh, uh, no.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like she is literally just started meowing right before I recorded. While for real? Her laptop to reboot, and I'm like, you're really gonna pull this right now?
1: It's like now? It's like ten years for it to. Yeah, sorry to
0: pull focus, but <laughs> she. No, it's okay. Meowing so hard, and I'm just like the mic is gonna pick this up, but I'm oh. too lazy to get up and move her. Um, yeah. So you were just saying just. I feel like I want to hear something outside of you working in school stuff. Like what yeah. is in real life stuff? Like anything else?
1: <laughs> that's a good yeah. I know, good center me. Your center job me. is tough, but I, I yeah. want to
0: hear like something that's not about your job being tough because it just makes me feel bad that you have this this amount of work. I know. So school. So you have like your, is it your dissertation you have to work on or like your final My dissertation? Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot
1: yeah no that's yeah that's a good point um well one thing i started doing that i like is that i've been taking like a pilates stretching class my friend teaches the class so i've been taking it on monday nights and it's been really nice have you ever done pilates i'd never done it that
0: to me has always been a white woman
1: (laughs) i thought so too. no let me tell you i thought so too and i like also the classes are like expensive so i was like oh that's just not in my ministry but she invited me once and it's like use like the machine to like stretch your body out and stuff and it feels good it feels really good Interesting. I thought Pilates
0: was like like those old exercise videos where you lay on your side and you like do like a, a clock thing with your leg where you lift your leg up and down like the big comfy couch <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Pilates like just some sort of yoga that was more mixed with aerobics
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Actually, I don't think we're doing like full-blown Pilates. I think it's like dynamic stretching, but it's at a Pilates studio.
0: Okay, that sounds like what yoga is, but yoga is hard. Like, yoga hard. I've tried with that yoga with Adriene, the free shit on, yeah. um, <laughs> on YouTube, because, I mean, if you hang around too many non-Blacks, they will make you think that yoga is something you should try. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I tried, and I'm just like, This is either too boring or it's just too hard.
1: (laughs) And I just don't have as much as I feel really bad about it. I just don't have that core strength that you need to be able to like do all that stuff. Well, you're supposed to build it. You're supposed to like, you know, work your way up. And then
0: before you know it, you're like balancing your whole body on the palm of two hands. (laughs) Right. Just like your fingertips. Like, (laughs) yeah, I, I just don't have the, uh, what does prestidigitation mean? Because I feel mean, like that's the Ooh. word I want to I want to use that Akilah and the B ass word. I, I don't have Aquila and the B. I will never that's how I learned that word. Was that the movie? Yes, girl, that was the movie that like won won Lawrence Fishburne over when I, I feel like this was some sort of movie where he was like this ornery old man who was like, uh, Don't waste my time. And then she spelled prestidigitation and he's like. Hmm. It hmm. might be onto
1: something here. Maybe maybe <laughs> she is worth money. Yeah, that was. I will never forget that movie. It was that movie's good. I remember. I watched that movie. I think we had it on DVD, but I don't remember. Oh my!
0: You you would have. You should have because it was every like I could see a a, a Nigerian parent being like, yes, watch watch right. look and see how she how she <laughs> learns how to. Uh, how she learns these words yeah if you guys haven't heard of Aquila and the Bee, it's i believe it's kiki palmer's first like major role mm-hmm. um, in anything and it's, she plays this like 11 year old girl with glasses mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's from the hood but she could spell and yes that's the whole plot that's and the i think whole- like an asian boy got to be her little like love interest I
1: love yeah
0: he was good at spelling too
1: yeah they were at the national spelling bee thing you remember what Issa said like she got flash,
0: she got flack for saying in her book, and her book had literally come out like 10 years before or something. She yeah. Said, like
1: Asian men and black women should date because nobody that. wants them. Right, right. They were breaking barriers in Akeal and the bee. Because they was- I mean, yeah,
0: because I was like, that I I like that. <laughs> My week has been like, I don't even have anything to say. Like, I honestly have been so, and I literally just told you to talk about something other than work, but I have been so consumed with work like mm-hmm. i just got this promotion and it's been so much my yeah. team like it's it's like i didn't even know i was on a, a sinking ship until i was the captain yeah. everybody is so dumb like i'm literally having to explain day one shit over again i'm having to retrain everybody and just really t- carry the mantle of this and try to do so much and it's just so frustrating because Literally, like, I feel like a few weeks ago, I was bragging about how my job wasn't important and everything I did was so, so low stakes. Hmm. And I had the kind of like position where I could go to lunch during work. Like, I could, I could, I mean, everybody I takes lunch, everybody takes lunch, but you know, I would like be out for an hour mm-hmm. and like not be missed. I could take a nap during work. I could, Work out longer in the mornings and come back and get ready and start my day an hour later than I was supposed to. Like I had so much freedom when I was dating that guy. Who was dating? Like it was great because he could just be in my house and we could literally watch a movie and I would just have my laptop in front of me. I've actually had to work from my office mm. the two weeks because there's just so much responsibility. I'm constantly hopping in and out of meetings, Wow. everybody's hand, and it's just so frustrating because I never wanted this. I literally. Did not want this responsibility. I don't like being important. I mean, I'm, on one end, I do get like a thrill from being like, oh, I'm the expert here. And I get. To- yeah. Boss.
1: Boss bitch. Boss bitch. I'm
0: a boss ass bitch. bitch.
1: <laughs> That's for are on teams. OMG.
0: Um, like, it, it's nice to have responsibility. But overall, I'm just like, I feel like I had a great time when mm-hmm. I could just goof, not goof off because I did work. But like I just wasn't giving it a hundred percent, and now I literally have to. Yeah, there have been, like I said last week, it's carried on into this week. There have been like multiple days when I've logged off and gone straight to bed. Like Mm -hmm. literally, just couldn't wait to log off at like six thirty or seven and go into my room and just turn on the TV and watch TV till I pass out because it's just, just it's a lot to have your brain turned on for ten hours Mm -hmm. every day. It's just a lot um i have put nothing into my friendships Mm -hmm. (laughs) since i got this promotion i've put nothing into myself other than these lash appointments yes nails done that's literally it though that's it i haven't put anything else into myself or into like Mm -hmm. other people i've literally just been so focused like i just said i have stopped i'm not dating anyone right now Mm -hmm. it's to the point where i don't even really feel it too much (laughs) because i'm like my time is so consumed Right. but I'll also say that like, when I stopped dating this guy and I feel comfortable talking about it because I have not told any of my friends in this town about this podcast like that. <laughs> like my, my friends know I have a podcast, but I have like not really shared this out to anybody who knows anything currently about me right now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm not dating uh, whoever I was dating anymore. And I it's funny because I, I realized like that was a kind of a bad influence on me because I'm doing a lot better ever since we stopped talking like we stopped talking around the time that i got my car together like that's when things started to fizzle out and so (laughs) once i got my car i was working out every day again because i could actually drive to the gym again Mm -hmm. i had made up my mind before i turned 28 i don't want to vape anymore
1: Mm -hmm. i feel like
0: it's giving me like hypertension it (laughs) was because i i'm the kind of responsible adult who checks my blood pressure so yeah it's, it's back to normal now it had like heightened because of that we were eating, we were drinking all the time because all he ever really wanted to do was drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> so we would just drink because he's not the type of person who likes to go like to the Green Belt or likes to go for walks or like mm-hmm. likes to go to the movies or likes to do anything other than drink. So we would just drink a lot. And so now I'm really not drinking very much at all. I have no interest really in drinking other than just every now and then. Um, I'm not eating in the middle of the night anymore. Like we would eat garbage from food trucks often. Uh, yeah. I'm saving a lot of money from not having to <laughs> buy shit and cover our tabs half the time. No. I mean, so we've talked about that. That's the, um, I know we you have. Can't tell. There's no, there's no topic this episode. We're just going to be talking and just, going yeah. Stuff, um, Cause life is hard. It's, girl is life hard it's too
1: hard to like expect us each week
0: to come with like a a written outline and a topic and uh, Cynthia came up with one anyways but like
1: it was basically what we talked about last week either because my brain is so fried
0: yeah and I I don't want to force anything like we're not fucking experts we're not self-help people like we're not writing books so it's not like we have to put this pressure on ourselves to like hack a new topic and decipher it and break it down like we can just have episodes where we just talk and let it roll off the cuff but yes um, immediately like what comes to my mind when i talk about this guy is like how we had an episode where we talked about dating and Cynthia was very much like men should have money and they should like pay for things and have their shit together because we we both come from like a traditional background yeah yeah that's what it is whether it was explicitly stated or not like men even if you believe men should or shouldn't be the head of the household or whatever that bullshit is, uh-huh. you know, it's like men should be able to protect, provide to me. That means keep up some sort of,
1: you know, I don't yes. know. Yes. Some, some libations, some.
0: My mom would call it. kuri kuri kuri. Sometimes my mom, I'm like, words, I'm like, is that a real word? Or is that an African phrase? Like, <laughs> just, is that your own thing. Like, when my mom would <laughs> say, if
1: I can't like, anybody else, did your mom say that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All her moms said it. Oh, I love that.
0: Um, oh, my gosh.
1: But Yeah, I never was
0: really sure. This is a good uh, set thing to talk about. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to set standards. Like, I don't really know what my standards are for friendship or dating. It's hard for me to know what I should expect and what I should cut people off for because mm-hmm. I just have so much empathy for people. Like, people I know. are in different stages of life. You know, I don't want to take anything personally. I don't know what agreements that person has made, like what mm-hmm. they think is normal versus what I think is normal. And I don't want to ask for too much. So when it comes to like standards for dating, some women might be like, He should pay for everything. I have never really believed that. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in splitting checks. So I just believe that no matter what, somebody is covering the full tab. Mm -hmm. And after the first few dates of like the guy covering the tab, I'm very much like we can both split it. And even from the jump with this guy, I was like covering our tab like half the time because Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to me, it's like, I mean, I know I made more money than him. So I just, and it's not a big deal. I, I blow money all the time. So to me, it's not like I'm not pulling out money wallet because you man you spoke face with it
1: right and I, yeah and i know that some people have that mindset like oh well, i'm not pulling out at all or like oops i left my wallet in the car or something <laughs> like that it's like i get that's not cool and i wouldn't i would never do that i don't think i've ever done that at the same time i don't want to create i don't want to endorse an expectation that i'm covering everything or we're in public and we're splitting everything if we are in a committed relationship like i don't i don't think that's So, cool.
0: if you do you feel comfortable if you were dating somebody to cover the tab half the time or 60 percent of the time if he's not making as much as you
1: if he's not making as much as me half the time
0: yes forever just forever i mean like let's say that it never changes because he's like okay well we always have been doing it this way like
1: that's the balance right like that's it's like you when how things start will create an expectation that unless you have a conversation about it it'll continue to be that way because that's kind of what's it's and it's it's an expectation that's based on previous behavior. But I mean, for the rest of our lives, like let's say let's say we got married. Ugh, see, I don't like to think
0: about marriage because I just feel like it. I mean, the way that dating works now, I'm like, I don't think I'll ever get that far. Like uh, it never gets very far. <laughs> and I like, mean I don't see myself trusting somebody enough to legally. Bind myself. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that if this shit don't work, we can just go separate ways, and that's that. Like we don't mm-hmm. gotta talk to each other after this shit. Like
1: honestly, and that's fair. It's it's fair for now, right? Like I can't imagine how I'm going to be in ten years, so yeah. I can't say like the way I am now is the way or the way I think ten years is gonna be. Like I can have goals and I can aspire, but yeah, things. Well, I mean,
0: sh- I don't aspire to marriage, bro. I don't.
1: Oh, I mean, I, don't I care I, if I get married. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, aspire, I do.
0: Aspire is a tricky
1: word. Aspire, aspire is a tricky is word, tricky. right. I see that. You I want see to get felt. married, but yes. you aspire. Right, because that's not the goal. That's not the end goal, right? Because you right. can get married and then what, right? Now you're in a marriage. What's that going to look like? Yeah, I
0: think I. it's hard for me to like the words aspire or goal when it mm-hmm. comes to like marriage because that is all dependent on healthy relationships. I yeah. can't control other people. I can't right. control who I meet. I can't control if the person that I meet is like a good person that I can trust mm-hmm. to really be with. So me aspiring to something that is very dependent on if a man comes along and is good enough, mm-hmm. it's like it's spot- it and especially when people have that, I feel like that's how you end up with a shitty dude. Right. You have right. this goal and you're like, oh, he checks most of the boxes. Yeah, I'll marry him. And mm-hmm. it's like.
1: Because you're aspiring somewhere. to marriage, right? Not like yeah. the goal, but instead of like having a goal of being in a healthy relationship that's committed and long-term if that's what you want. Because then that's something that you always have to work on. Like if you're, if your goal is to get married, well, at, at one point you get married, you no longer have to work on it because you got right. married, checked it off. So and I,
0: again, I still feel weird about using the word goal, even when we add the qualifiers, healthy, committed and all that. Mm. Because that again, is dependent on how that person is. And I feel like yeah, when we want the, when the core of it is that we want a relationship and we want a long-term thing, mm-hmm. we adjust our expectations. And what we see is like a red flag versus, oh, it's kind of pink and it's not that big to fit this person. Like if this person is better than what we've had before, mm. we might be like, oh, this is the healthiest thing I've ever been in. It right. doesn't mean it's like, healthy enough that you should marry this person. And right. And I think that's where, losers from before.
1: Yeah. And that's where standards come from. I think that's where standards are helpful because if you have a qualifier, like this is my standard and this is like my, what do they call them? Um, deal breaker. Deal breaker. Yeah. I always forget that word. Yeah. like these, these are my deal breakers. Right. And it's like, you can compromise on certain things that, oh, I would like to have that, but I like this person. So I'm a compromise. But if they don't meet right. your standards, then- I don't can know. i
0: ask you what your standards are for being in a relationship
1: it is for being in a relationship
0: like, what do you need to be like i will commit to this guy and trust him and and this is good like this is at the bare minimum of what i need to be mm-hmm. like yes i'm in a relationship
1: respect so respect of me as a human being and of my time and of the time that i'm spending with you because just like you could just spend your time with anybody else you chose to spend it with me and i honor that. And I appreciate that. And I respect it. I hope that you would respect that. Like I could spend my time with anybody or doing or by myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm choosing to spend time with you. So that respect um, communication, like effective communication, that's not like passive aggressive or not healthy, right. Mutual regard. Just like thinking about the other person outside of like when you're seeing them and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And then on at this point in my life, like just like being an adult, like competency, like a, a adult competency, like taking care of yourself, like not having to be reminded to do the things that you need to do, like being right. an adult and oh, like, oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. I want to work so hard on fucking cutting you
0: off. I do that a lot. I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs>
1: finish. finish what you're saying, please. No, that's, yeah, that was, that's, that was a good stopping point. like being an adult and like taking care of yourself and knowing that like you have one body, right? So you got to like take care of your body. You got to take care of the things that you, the things that you want to continue to have, like the things that you want to keep sustainable, you take care of them. Take care of yourself, and having like goals and aspirations in your life. Okay, so I Bare have minimum. all of those. All of those. The issue is that th- that shit is so fucking vague.
0: That is, excuse my, yeah. parents, sorry. I mean that's it's, fine. I it, it, it's very vague to say, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, respect, honesty, uh, you know, takes care of themselves. Because, see, I have all of that. Yeah, there are, there are levels to each of that, right? Respect can be something when it, in regard for your time, sometimes that has to do with texting where it's like, Mm -hmm. how long is it taking you to text me back Mm -hmm. or, you know, you didn't do this thing I wanted you to do, even though I told you, I thought it was important. You Mm -hmm. know, if everything is like situational when it comes to like being an adult. It's like, how much of an adult do you want him to be? Do you want him to have like a steady nine to five job and have a savings account and go to the doctor every six months and, oh, he doesn't do those things or have those things. So I would never date this guy. I would, as soon as I saw he doesn't do that, I would be like, I would never. Yeah, Yeah. no. You know, what? what is the standard for being an adult for taking care of yourself? Because when you're like, oh my gosh, I have an attraction for this guy. He's Mm -hmm. nice. He seems respectful. All of that. We don't become too strict with the actual specifics of each of these categories, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where I feel like I fall short.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, again, it depends on the person. And I think, like, if they, like, I can't even remember how many things I said, but let's say I said five. If they meet all those five things, then you can kind of, like, tailor the extent to which they meet all those things based on that person. Like, like let's say, like, I'm, if I'm just dating people. Like, I'm just dating people. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody who's maybe they're like, like they're a freelance writer, like their source of income kind of depends on a gig or, or depends on a something that they have to write or produce or whatever. So it's not consistent, um, but they're able to sustain themselves and things like that. And they are able to take care of themselves as an adult. And there's mutual regard, respect, communication and all that type of stuff. I think that, there was a quote from an episode of Insecure where Molly was like, at, when they were at the beach and Molly was like talking to these two dudes and she said something along the lines of like, I'm going to wait until one of them disqualifies themselves. Like, I'm not going to disqualify them. They're going to disqualify themselves. Cool. And I really like that line because it was like, uh, they're yeah. yeah, like they're going to, there's going to be something that comes up. I'm like, eh. even though they have these other things, I don't know if that is to the level of, you know, my standard that I would like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on that. And if you keep noticing things go over time, they kind of just disqualify themselves.
0: True. And I want to note, like, I really try to look at my decisions and like past people I've dated and give myself a break. Like yeah. this past thing, it's not that I'm saying like, um, I tried to get into a relationship with somebody who was not to my standards. I was dating a person and, you know, through dating is how you kind of discover if yes. they meet your standards or not. Yes. Men will literally just, it's just whatever is in their own self-interest and they don't feel no ways about it. And mm-hmm. us women are constantly negotiating and like giving people chances they didn't ask for. Right. And like giving people excuses that they haven't even given us. Right. Like, like its it was ridiculous, like the amount of bending over backwards I was doing, trying to like understand this person that mm-hmm. I should have been like, Eh, I don't understand. I'm I, know.
1: <laughs> I know. And I've done it too. And I think that comes from a place of having empathy, which I think some men don't necessarily have. So it's not like it's a one and done good thing that they do that. Like, I don't think men give, and I'll, I mean, I can't speak. Yeah. I can't speak for all men, but I think some guys just don't give the grace of like, Oh, what if they were going through something? What if she had stuff going on? You know, most if it wasn't up to don't. them, most but most people don't. So that's, I know. That's added into the whole shit show of dating. It's like some people do. so A lot of people don't. So you can't tell who's going to be empathetic and who's not when you swipe through apps and stuff or go on dates.
0: That leads me to wanting to talk about just like the people our age, like us 20 year olds. And I want to say like almost basically like all 20 year olds in that general way. We are just so bad at relationships of any sort. Like we're Mm -hmm. bad at friendships and we're bad at relationships. Um, and this is if this doesn't apply to you, just let it fly. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: What I've noticed as a trend is that we have a huge issue with communicating and a huge issue with empathy. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad, girl. So I was watching, I've been watching Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip <laughs> lately. Yay. It just uh was premiered on Peacock, and so I literally pay for a subscription so i can watch it
1: actually- <laughs> i can't it's okay no it's, it's really
0: good mm. these women are actually nice to each other and they're friends and it's just fun and whatever drama is unfolding naturally but anyways that's not the point so cynthia for real housewives of atlanta and kenya mm-hmm. from atlanta are both here they're both on the show so they had a they're having a spat or they have kind of had one in the first few episodes um where cynthia was mad at kenya for You know, not having her back, not being super supportive, whatever the reason. And so she complained about it to one other cast member, to Luann. She told Luann. And Luann was like, oh, well, you know, maybe you should talk to her about it. And she's like, oh, I'm going to. We are definitely going to have that discussion. We're going to talk. And it struck out to me because I'm like, people my age don't always do that. Most of Mm -hmm. us don't. It's like we have an issue with a friend. and We just go tell another friend about it. Yeah, And then we we put that friend we have the problem with on ice. We just stop reaching out as much and we like are a little bit more cold. And then in time when we finally get over it, we'll like warm back up. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm willing to get over it. Whether it's something that like they did that bothered us or whether it's something that we did that we think bothered them. Like I've been upset right. with friends before and they could tell. Mm-hmm. And they like stop talking to me <laughs> mm. because they're like well I can she upset with me that's her problem (laughs) and then it's like you don't even care enough about the friendship to to find out yeah hey girl what's up like the last time I found out that a friend was mad at me like I was talking to a third party friend like oh I think this other friend's mad at me they're like yeah they are I was like Mm -hmm. what the fuck so they just weren't talking to me for a few weeks like we're never gonna say anything to me like why wouldn't they I can totally apologize. I mean, if I did something wrong, I have no problem. So I literally reached out to that friend, like, "Hey, I heard you're upset with me. I'm sorry for what I did. It wasn't cool. I won't do it again." Mm -hmm. Blah blah, blah, blah. like all of that. Adult, yeah. Yes, and we were literally able to squash it just after a little bit more conversation, like, because I was willing to apologize. I don't give Mm -hmm. a fuck. Like, I can say I'm sorry or I apologize all day. Like, I don't have pride in that way. Mm -hmm. and but afterwards I was still mad because I'm like you were willing to just not talk to me for weeks Uh you could have Mm -hmm. brought this up weeks ago and Mm -hmm. I would have apologized or cleared up whatever and instead you just decided to just you know put me on ice and not invite me to hang out but invite other people and it's like that is just so immature and at the root of it it's just like you are terrified of
1: confrontation yeah that's what it is that's what it really is. Like not wanting to get into confrontation, having to deal with it. Cause like another thing is people don't want to apologize either. I don't know what's so scary about saying, I'm sorry, I guess ego and pride and all that stuff. But like, it's the conflict.
0: Yeah. The root of, I mean, is it, I think it's both. You're right. It's, That some people do know that they can be wrong, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to say they're sorry. Because at this point, I guess most of us haven't said I'm sorry in a a long time. We're not used to saying sorry anymore Mm -hmm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. And the other end is just the conflict, the fear of like being direct about something that is uh, like a sensitive point. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my friend's upset with me or I'm upset with them. And I, we don't have those skills to be like, hey, you know, the other day you said this thing and I didn't like it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you talk about me in this way and I don't like it. Could you mm-hmm. stop doing that? Or maybe, you know, if you could apologize, that would be, you know, something. I don't know. I Although it's a little weird to ask for an apology, but yeah. we're, we're, we're weird about saying things that bother us or even saying, hey, you know, I haven't heard from you in a few weeks. Is something up? I feel like I might have done something. Give me the chance to apologize for it. Or let's just address. We're we're weird about that. And it's so unsettling that I'm watching these like 40 year old, 50 year old women be able to do it because in their generation, it's just like, yeah, just call it out. Just talk. But Mm -hmm. I think we come from a generation of texting Mm -hmm. and social media, social media, (laughs) social (laughs) media. It has made it hard for us to, like, connect as humans.
1: Because mm-hmm. so much is lost with all of that, like, with texting and, like, messaging and stuff like that. So much is lost, like, body language, tone, inflection. All that stuff is lost over that. So it's hard for that to come through. And also, at the same time, it's like... I mean, one thing that I think is kind of good is like with these little kids who are in school and they're like in classes about social, emotional learning and communication and like consent and stuff like that. Hopefully, like at a young age, people can be taught the importance of that. So as adults, they're not going through the bullshit that we're going through. But it's frustrating because I I mean, like I we're different (laughs) where we can do that. But I mean, if everyone just was like, hey, so I noticed like when you said this, it made me feel this way or I felt this way when you said this. Can you tell me what happened or what you were thinking about when you said that or what was going on? Like, can you tell me what was going on when you said that? That's not accusatory. I was just like, I'm curious out of nature curiosity. What was going on when you said that?
0: Right. And I will own up to the fact that I don't always bring every conflict I have to the forefront with someone.
1: For sure. I don't either. I mean, I
0: honestly am constantly mediating how important something is or how much I actually care. Yeah. A lot of the times I'm like, I don't even give a fuck about this enough. Mm -hmm. Or I don't give a fuck about this person enough.
1: Mm -hmm,
0: (laughs) mm -hmm. I if I ever have like lost a relationship or a friendship with you, it's because I didn't care about it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's literally it. And if I have talked to you about our issues and come to you, it's because I cared about it. Mm -hmm. Like even like with the last person I dated and you know, it, it's tricky because it's like, if, it, to me, I have the belief if we're not in a relationship, I don't have to work to make this work. I don't really.
1: Oh yeah. No, they're just a person.
0: Yeah. At any point, person. We're just dating to see if this is a fit. If this is yes. a fit. So at any point, if I'm like, I don't even think this is a fit, I'm just going to like, I'm fine with ghosting. Even like, mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you, Hey, I don't think we should see each other anymore. I can, if neither of us are talking, then I can just be like, cool. Then we agree. <laughs> like we shouldn't mm-hmm. see each other anymore. Um, But it's like, I got to a point where I had sent like a text because it's like we weren't even talking in person that much anymore. Mm -hmm. I I gave it one last like, this is how I'm I'm kind of feeling like, you know, like Mm -hmm. a little bit like this. And it wasn't fully received. So after that, I was like, okay I have nothing else. And he kept talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like kind of phoning, like not really responding. And that's how we kind of stopped is that like it was just a stopped talking kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And with friendships, like I've had friends where I have felt that, like something has happened that really bothered me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't ever need to talk to you again. Like, I don't want to work this out. We don't got to talk about it. We can just, I'm just never going to reach out to you again. And I mm-hmm. move on. Um, And I think that's fine. Like, I don't think that you have to talk everything out if it doesn't matter to you. Mm-hmm. But what I'm pointing out is that we have friendships that do matter to us and we still do that. We still, right people will still yeah. just like not, they know they still want to be your friend, but they mm-hmm. will just shovel shit under the the rug, right? And, like put you on ice until they've kind of forgotten about it and they're over it. I had a friend, not friends anymore, but mm. she was the kind of person who would shovel so much shit that eventually, like she like tripped over it and would just like fucking blast at you, know, like,
1: uh, "You do this all the time, and you're
0: always doing this, and you do this, and it's like, whoa." Where did this come from? Like, it's clear that has been festering. Oh, yeah. Like, you're talking about shit from, like, months ago. And you're mm. just now telling me that it really upset you. Now, I don't care about this. Right. <laughs> like, I don't have much to give you. Like, I'll apologize, but I don't really mean it. Because I'm like, girl, I don't care. That was, like, five months ago. What? Right. Now right. at you because you are holding on to this shit and just, like, pull- pushing it out. Like, people in their 20s have such a hard time communicating like mm-hmm. how they're feeling or anything they either don't want to talk about it or they bottle it up and then pour it all out and it's we just got to grow the fuck
1: up man. exactly like, and i don't know if it's that if it's because of that like we are experiencing growing pains like going into early adulthood and these growing pains of like okay i'm maturing like i know what suits me and what doesn't. And I need communication styles that fit the way where I'm going. And not all of us are getting to that point at the same place. So like, is it, it's like, I'm sure our generation doesn't know how to communicate that. And I think that like, we're experiencing these growing pains where we need healthy communication in order to function as sustainable adults. And we're not all getting going on that journey at all, or we're not all on the same place on that journey. So I feel like. It's growing pains too.
0: Let's talk about Danny Lee and the baby. Danny Lee and the baby. And I'm I like I don't even have too much to give this, other than that it made me sick to see. I mean, I don't even a lot of people are like, That's what you that's what you get, because you thought that you were his preference mm-hmm. and you deserve everything that you're getting. And I'm like, That poor baby, like
1: who wants that's who I feel bad for,
0: the child like, that didn't actually to be here. Kicked out in the middle of the night trying to feed your baby and then he live streams you like quote unquote for his safety or whatever
1: it wasn't it was nothing about no safety i mean maybe it was but then that could have been no it wasn't off. because you can it record been... you can record without going live right I mean, on her you know phone he was going live on her instagram he took her phone didn't he i she? didn't even he? know that yeah so that's that's narcissism coming out right like having everybody on her platform, seeing all this stuff to make her seem like even more ridiculous. And like, yeah, I don't like Danny Lee. I didn't like all that colorist bullshit that she was pulling for the past year that they were together. And it was just, it was honestly, it was embarrassing for her. I felt bad and embarrassed for her. I I mean, maybe not totally like, oh, poor, you know, we are women and we're all together. I don't really (laughs) feel like that. But I just, it's like, it's embarrassing. And I, when I see someone who's embarrassed, I feel bad for them. On the point of like, they were globally. Right,
0: right. right. I didn't feel any toward type of like feminist womanist feelings about it i it yeah. wasn't any solidarity like that it was just yeah. on a base human level of like damn that sucks to have yeah. to put yourself in her shoes and be like you cre- procreated with the kind of guy who would go no. live on instagram while he's kicking you out mm-hmm. to just publicly humiliate you while you are feeding the child you share it's yeah. not even like there's no baby involved and he's just kicking you out it's like you are literally feeding the baby with a bottle. Right. And he is live streaming you saying, "I told you to leave, like leave." Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. like it's it's just like the kind of thing that I'm like, I don't even that you know. I, I feel like lately I've just been seeing so many bad takes I about know. men. I know. And like seeing so many fucked up situations that I men know. put women into. I'm not dating men. I don't like men's no more. What does that guy
1: say? <laughs> I don't like men's no more. I am delivered. I've delivered. I will date I a deliver women's. I think women's now. I don't like <laughs> men's no
0: more. <laughs> That's me. Cause I'm like, yo, like I can't think of any examples like that. Chris Pratt. Um, Oh my post, gosh. Like, yes. Like, my wife does everything for me. And she looks at me adore adoringly. Like, look at the way she's looking at me. She's everything. She cooks, she cleans, she like gave me a beautiful daughter, all of this shit. And you know what I do? I open a jar of pickles. No, but that's what good. I do. And it's like that, that age bits. old Homer Simpson ass joke yeah. of like, my wife does everything and I'm a constant burden on her. Mm-hmm. And all I do is just exist. I know. I'm the reason she has this ring on her finger. And that's all I have to do is just exist. And this it sex. sickens me. <laughs>
1: It's so that post was ugly. That whole like era of like the Peter Griffin Homer Simpson, you know, King of Queens. I don't even know that man's name. Where it's like this every husband, but then the wife is just like, yeah, beautiful, and she takes care of everything, and she'll say like, "Can you please pick up that song? Why are you nagging me, woman?" It's like exactly.
0: It's the trope, and I feel like it's like. Art imitates life. Like that is real life. Like my parents' marriage is like that. Like every, especially in African culture, don't, yeah. oh my God, men don't, don't have know. to really do much. They come home from work, they kick off their shoes, kick off your shoes and relax your feet. <laughs> <laughs> like they literally, it's like a cater to you video every. <laughs> it's literally like let me let me do all this shit for you let me bring your food to you let me, oh you just watch tv and sit back while i bring you your guinness beer I and know. have your Guinness your stout put out your plate of fufu for you and like bring you, you the know, thing of water to wash your hands i my dad washed maybe a total of three dishes my whole 28 years of life like he, oh, no. he didn't have any chores he did he didn't even really give us money. Like our mom was our everything that we went to, you know, Mm -hmm. and anything we asked of him was like a huge sigh. Mm -hmm. And granted, like most men are not like that. Most dads aren't like that. But I'm Mm -hmm. just trying to say like, I've seen that men don't have a lot of expectations out of like financial expectations. And half the time, they're not even meeting that. Mm -hmm. They're not even providing. So it's like, they still get to be the head and necessary, but they are just burdensome, burden, and, burdensome,
1: burdensome, and it sucks because that's how it has been historically, and that's how it's been in, portrayed in the media. And then we hear these stories about the baby and. Whatever, fool, man, or whatever, um, that football player where that thing came out with the domestic violence and all this other stuff, and then it overshadows, you know, unfortunately, the people who are doing what they need to do, right, and fatherhood and stuff like that, and being good men. No, like, I don't think that really. I guess I well, I, well don't I, don't think I think there's a part th- two Well, I think
0: enough of them that it it they don't they can't balance each other there's just because there's because you think the that
1: ladder. there's more bad or like bad examples than good examples. Yeah, because every time there's a good example, we always go, oh my god she's amazing like well because they're well then that means they're also being overshadowed by the bad examples right because and that's what makes them more like oh shit like that's actually for once a man is doing what he needs to do and stuff like that
0: that's why i think we highlight it so much because it's like i mean i see it all the time in the shade room and all these blocks we're like
1: oh he take care of his kids (laughs) well Um, then i'm not saying it's right right because (laughs) yeah it's then there's i think there's also a part two Where those men too need to hold other shitty men accountable. That's not happening all the time. They don't. That's the part too.
0: They actually (laughs) stick up for each other. (laughs)
1: They don't hold other men all the time, and it's very frustrating because at least like I'll like you know again with like female women solidarity and all that type of stuff. Like I can see, I often see you know, and sometimes it's bad because it can turn into picniches or internalized misogyny. But women holding other women accountable for some for things that are not. For behavior that's not right, like I see that more often, and I feel like it mm. has to be. There's a balance between that and being a peacemaker and being like, "Well, if you chose better, you wouldn't be in this situation." It's like, no, 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 it's not that. But yeah, I don't I mean see it, the accountability. Going on when that's like the that. pool is just
0: not clean. Like there, there's plenty of fish, but half of the fish are like, "What? What's a bad fish?"
1: I <laughs> don't even. It's like, oh, not- um, those fish that eat each other and stuff. I don't
0: know. Like most of the fish are just not good fish, so eventually it's like you gotta just pick a fish that's not a good fish and be like, I can work with this. Because again, aspiring to marriage and wanting to be in a relationship so bad. Uh,
1: And I think yes, but I mean that circles back to what we were talking about too. Like if the if the goal is like, well, I want to be the girl on the on his arm, and I want to be the girl that he posts, and I want to be the girl with the you know that's the goal. You know, you got the goal, and then when all these red flags were happening. You didn't notice them. And unfortunately this situation happens, which is, you know, just a terrible situation all around. Yeah, apparently like it was news
0: for like a day that Drake had gone to a strip club, like the next day after Astroworld, which is like, people have been reporting on eight people dying since like 2 AM. Yeah. Yeah. And so literally the next day, the next night, like 24 hours after his set, he's at a strip club and he spent a million dollars like money was littered on the floor and the strip club had posted it and then they took it down. But like, you know, when you post things, it stays. So like everybody was talking about for a day, like just the other day, that Drake had literally gone to a strip club after learning that eight people had died while he performed.
1: Bro, celebrity is a disease. And I don't say that in a way to kind of make light of all this or is in jokes, but the amount of mental warfare that goes on to somebody's mind once they hit a certain level of celebrity where they really do feel like they are not in the same world as the rest of us like i cannot imagine is it so serious to see ass and titties really you can see ass and titties every day the day after
0: Fans are not real people. Oh
1: my God. them,
0: 50,000 people plus at a show and you hear that eight people died. They don't care. These are just money to them. Like it's just, he probably thought, oh, well that ain't got nothing to do with me. So that's cute. And then it wasn't until, I mean, so like literally he hadn't even put out a statement saying, wow, I'm devastated. And he had gone to the strip club and he knew people had died. And he didn't put out his I'm devastated statement until he got mentioned in lawsuits. That's Mm -hmm. when he started realizing, oh, I- his PR team was like, you got to acknowledge none of them, neither him nor Travis have like named any of the people who died or like, oh my gosh, don't acknowledged any of them. Like, it's just that those general statements of we're broken and absolutely devastated. But I don't think they know anybody's names.
1: Or, no, they don't. Or see them as like people. The child ages. they haven't like, watched
0: any press. Con- they're like, I'm sure, they're letting, not. They're letting their legal team handle it. And they're probably mm-hmm. just trying to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the fact that he you could know eight people died while they should just have been having fun Right. while you perform. I would feel so fucking sick mm-hmm. if I knew that like I was performing something and that people in the crowd had died while I was doing it. And mm-hmm. that something I did contributed to it. Right. It's not right. like, I mean, it would, it would be slightly different, I guess, if it was like these eight people were like, Shh. No, it wouldn't even, because it, if, if it was a mass shooting instead, right, where it mm. had nothing to do with the performance, but just one evil person shooting everybody, right. it would still suck if he had gone to the strip club the next day because it would be like...
1: Right, like with Ariana Grande. Good. And that Ariana thing had happened.
0: horrible. When yeah. He had nothing to do with it. These right.
1: people don't Care, like mm-hmm.
0: I feel like Travis Scott was supposed to be at the strip club with Drake because was- I'm sure I think so. I'm sure they probably had that plan, and Travis is like, nah man, I can't come. You know, my lawyer's telling me to stay home. He's like, Okay, cool. Well, we'll be out there if you change your mind. <laughs> you guys come through, come through a million
1: dollars. I- I- that a dollars. i why not know? a
0: relief fund. Right. Like, I know. Would, like, why would that go to strippers instead of being like, oh, shit, people just died? I haven't been named as like at fault, but I don't think I'm at fault. How about we try to put something together for these right. families or something? Let's try to, to me. And then anyways, two days later, the news story is just that Kanye and Drake are friends again, that they took a picture and they're cool. Like, people give a fuck about this? This
1: beef wasn't even real. Like It wasn't even real.
0: There were no diss tracks. They never fought. They never really spoke face to face. It was just a bunch of Kanye, like, videos on Instagram. I'm like, this was not a real... The fact that, like, that is what was trending. Mm -hmm. I was like, media is so powerful. Like, they can really change what people care about. I know. Every day. Oh, my God. I go to YouTube and I type in Astro World and I see... I change the filter to like the last 24 hours and I watch any updates that I can every day because Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I need to know, like uh, there's a new lawsuit out that's for $750 million. That name's almost like everybody involved. It has like over a hundred or 75 plus plaintiffs or over a hundred plaintiffs. And they're going to file another one with 90 more plaintiffs. Like these people are gonna get the the lawyer who filed it is like i am sure everybody will be well compensated for this shit like Mm -hmm. but what we can talk about so actors refusing to take the vaccine (laughs) and losing money
1: oh my goodness okay
0: ice cube apparently gave up like a nine million dollar (laughs) payday give it to me he was gonna be in this new like comedy film probably something like ride along five
1: i don't know are we there yet eight
0: (laughs) (laughs) and he it's the vaccine mandates that are like you have to be vaccinated to come to set so yeah and so the fact that he wouldn't get vaccinated to just do this movie role and get paid nine million dollars and the latest one is this guy do you know the actor rockman dunbar
1: oh no who's that
0: have you seen the family that prays
1: <gasps> wait, 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 wait! I haven't seen it.
0: I laugh because he's done more than this, but this is how I know him: the Tyler, the Tyler Perry movie, the, the family, family that prays, prays with, an with an E, with Sonal Nathan. Yeah, he played her broke ass husband, who was the oh. contractor, and she was—he was like a, a construction worker, and she was cheating on him with the rich white boss that she had.
1: Oh, of course, that sounds like a Tyler. It's actually not a bad Tyler Perry movie. It's like
0: actually good to the point where you're like. Tyler Perry, are you sure it's Tyler because it don't seem like a Tyler movie.
1: Oh, oh this guy okay
0: yes he's another person oh my gosh Mike what's that white dude who sounds like Jonah Hill Mike Miles Teller that boy yes whiplash dude yeah he's yeah, yeah another one who refused to get vaccinated so he's missing out on a, a, a movie oh my gosh vaccinated. these people are fucking weird I'm like You've gotten vaccinations throughout the whole course of your
1: childhood of your whole life. Yeah.
0: And this is the first one that you're like, I'm not doing this shit. It feels political at this point. I'm like,
1: it I, does. I, I, it I'm does.
0: Being weird about this. Like it's a it's a heavy belief for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Because at this point it's like, well, what what was their what were their their, their greatest hits? Like, okay, well, I'm waiting for the research. Oh well this. Oh well that. It's like all that stuff this has been I, at this point. What else? Like, I can't um, I can't take anyone seriously who uses any of those excuses. So at this point, you just don't want to take it because you're MAGA. It's literally a political
0: thing. It's a political thing. I don't think it's that they're scared that they would die. No, the government is inserting tiny cameras through their bloodstream. Right. I think it's that they are just like, I don't like that. I'm being told I have to. Yeah. So I don't want it because you're telling me I have to. And that is even dumber than thinking that there's like, uh, uh, that they're actually infecting you with like a robotic drone or something. Like it's, it's dumber to be like, well, because y'all won't give me the liberty to decide, I'm I'm not going to do it. And It's like you would pass up millions of
1: dollars. I know to take something that is going to not only just save your life, but to protect the lives of others. Because some of these side effects of having COVID, are so insidious. And even though they happen to a rare, Kate, they're like very rare. I saw something about this girl on TikTok who said that she hasn't been able for the past 10 months, she got COVID and she lost her ability to smell and taste. And then she got it back. But now everything she eats tastes like sewage and everything oh, she eats tastes like garbage. Okay, and it's called-
0: You sound like Nicki Minaj right
1: now. No, I promise you. I'll send you the TikTok girl- it was called para something or some parasinaya. I don't know what it was called, but it's something super rare, and it's like it's like I think maybe ten percent, not ten percent, maybe like one percent of the population of people.
0: That if you get COVID, everything will taste like sewage.
1: Sewage or like um garbage or like rotten eggs, and it's supposed to go away between three to six months at most six months, and she's had it for ten months. And it has and she's, a
0: real title, like it has a real name.
1: Yeah. COVID, eat, food, garbage. <laughs> Eating tastes like garbage. Let me find that.
0: You just sounded like Nicki Minaj. Like, so I, I have a cousin whose best friend says that they got COVID and now everything <laughs> they eat tastes like 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 straight up sewage.
1: Right? Like sewage. And now <laughs> they're I'm like, impotent. Is this real? Or is this... <laughs> yes, <laughs> or per- talking. <laughs> Parosmia. Pero Perosmia. Causing food to taste like garbage and affecting everyday life.
0: And what is that one more time? What is it called?
1: Parosmia. P-A-R-O? S-M. S-M-I-A. I'm going to drop it in the chat. And it's it's at Brigham Women's, um, which is a hospital with Harvard Med School.
0: I think the worst part about people not taking the vaccination, because at this point, if you don't want to get vaccinated, I really don't care what happens to you. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to get vaccinated and you get COVID and- You feel fine. Cool. If you don't want to get vaccinated and you get COVID and like your lungs collapse, like you kind of knew the risks, you know, like if you don't want to get vaccinated, my issue is that you motherfuckers are mutating the shit that Mm -hmm. it will never go away.
1: Yes, right. Most of us
0: will have to continue to deal with it. These Mm -hmm. vaccines are going to have to keep coming. These Mm -hmm. booster shots are going to have to be yearly. Yes. You dumbasses have mutated it. Mm -hmm. There are new versions that we are not immune against or that we don't have the proper, you know, germs already in our system for. Right. you are going to have to keep dealing with this shit. Mm -hmm. It's bothering me that- People are so selfish. That's what it is. It's just stupid to be Mm -hmm. so concerned about being forced that you're willing to make this a forever issue for everybody.
1: For all of us. And the, the thing that's almost so ironic that it's funny, it's like, we have to respect your decision because we have to respect you, but you can't respect your, the neighbor who might have diabetes. You can't respect the person who has a compromised immune system by getting vaccinated. Um, really, but it
0: would really be quickly. How do you yeah. feel about Alec Baldwin? Like, do you think he's okay?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I I actually haven't even followed that story in the last like week or so. It's really. It's just again a tragedy. Like, I don't know why they were live guns out instead of prop guns. I don't know how he's feeling. I mean, I I don't know how her family is feeling, the victim. Oh my
0: god. You know, That's what I terrible. Heard is that the family is actually like they don't blame Alec at all and they feel fine towards him. Really? Wow. Well, yeah, and I'm like, uh, I I don't know, cuz I would probably be like, bitch, where were you aiming at though? I know. I know. <laughs> I would ever, be pa- Oh. Don't you ever point any kind of gun at my wife? Are you I know.
1: Serious? Oh god forbid. You I don't know even know. Mind?
0: I, I don't to- know where he shot. I mean, he obviously had it pointed in her direction. I don't know where he shot, but like, yeah. I can't even imagine the I guilt imagine. that he feels from even just like knowing that something you did mm-hmm. caused somebody's life to be over. But like they literally were working for you. She mm-hmm. was like the director of photography. Yeah. On his film that he was producing. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously, that movie's just canned. Yeah. There's no way that they can move forward that. I didn't think that would be the case at first because remember with Deadpool? What happened with Deadpool? So, a black woman died. They're like a stunt woman who was black and she had done great things in her career. Oh my gosh. Doing stunts for that movie. And they just put out a quick PR apology and kept filming. And then (gasps) I didn't even hear about that. Bro, I was like, is it just normal for stunt people to die, and that's oh. why they're like, "Oh, minor setback." But I was like, they did not seem to be too shook up, and I think she has like a like a uh, I don't even know if they gave her a rest in peace credit. Oh
1: my <laughs> gosh! I mean, I saw Deadpool in the theaters. I don't remember he- seeing that.
0: It's the second one that it happens.
1: Oh, was she Zazie Beetz? Um, something. I have was no that idea. Double. I haven't seen
0: Deadpool. Deadpool 2, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I don't really know. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Zazie Beats, did you hear? So there's this movie called The Harder uh, They Fall. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There's a movie Mary. called The Harder They F- Fall. And apparently it's based on a true story. That's what I
1: heard, too. I'm not familiar with the story.
0: So I just heard people talk about the fact that stagecoach Mary, which is the character that Zazie Beats plays, is supposed to be a dark-skinned woman who is, like, solid, kind of big... You know, she had like accomplished a lot and was like a respected figure or whatever in this story. Mm-hmm. And then Zazie Beats, who's like this twig, like light skinned girl, and it's like... next <laughs> Not and to I, I, you know what? I should have known because I feel like I saw an article that was like in my uh trending page or something, my for you page on Twitter mm-hmm. that was like Zazie Beats saying, I've never felt black enough. And I'm like, why is it every time somebody tries to like talk about colorism? Y'all got to come out here and say that y'all, oh, Black people have never accepted me because I'm biracial. And it's like, bitch, you shouldn't have this role.
1: You shouldn't have the role. And that shouldn't, I mean, like at the same time, like, yeah, I'm sorry that that was experience. That's very unfortunate. At the same time, you also are half white, you know, so you're Black and you're white. And I don't know yeah. if she identifies more with her black side. And that, I, that's, in, that's in that's a struggle that I cannot invalidate. I, I cannot invalidate that at all because it's a real, it's right. a real concern. So I I understand that. And I actually won't even hold that against her, but I don't know if that qualifies. I don't know if it's an appropriate thing to come after you getting this role that was not, right. it seemed and like granted, it wasn't a good fit.
0: Granted, she doesn't get to choose what like the title or the selling point of the article is. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. true. They say something offhandedly in an article and they're like, they run with it. Nazi Beats says that she would definitely marry Drake if he asked. And it's like, bitch, that's thought even what the point of the interview was. Right, <laughs> why exactly. You, why are you highlighting that? But uh, yeah, I don't really care about the biracial struggle. It's like me caring about the white woman struggle. Like, it's like, that's I can't really, struggle. I can't care or feel empathy for a struggle that doesn't keep you from having more privilege than me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, I don't, like, I don't expect you to apologize for getting all the roles that you have or whatever opportunities you have. I don't even expect you to like tell yourself you only got them because you're light skinned or because you're biracial or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hear you complain about how life is hard for you too, because you're biracial. I don't want to hear that shit. It just yeah. makes me think of even Ginny and Georgia. Did you watch that
1: show? I never did. And I never will No. Tell me why I tried.
0: Tell me mm-hmm. why they got to me. They got to me. Some friend of mine, I don't even know who this which friend it was, but some friend was like, if you just want to watch something that, that like is pretty easy and you don't really have to think about too much, mm-hmm. um, or it's just like good background or whatever, you should watch Jenny and Georgia. I think you would like it. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> to me, I was like, Netflix has put out a lot of shows with just like light skin or bi- particularly biracial, um right. black and white mixed girls Mm -hmm. being the black friend
1: right so on
0: first glance before I even knew what the show was about I was like I don't need to see another Netflix show where they just cast a biracial girl and tell us that she's black and that you know whatever um but actually the show is about it's about being biracial which I can respect that like for the first time it is right she got a white mama she got a black daddy mm-hmm. and she is struggling with th- her identity because at school she is friends with white people. Right. Apparently because she feels like black people don't accept her, but I guess mm-hmm. white people kind of do. Cause I would just say she probably knows how to talk their language cause she got a white mom. So <laughs> <laughs> and I watched, I picked some random episode in the middle cause I'd watched a bunch of YouTubers review it. And it was kind of like, most people thought it was corny but some of them said it kind of had a good message or whatever. Um, I picked one random episode and I made it maybe like 20 minutes. I was about to say, like, I'm already cringe. Yeah, because I was like, I didn't need you guys to create a series for me to understand that biracial girls with white moms just want to be white.
1: <laughs> and honestly, those types of shows are made for white audiences. They're made to educate white audiences what it means to be biracial and, right. internal and it could that's like that, that internal. That's the though. audience. See, that's different, though, because. I, again i've never seen a show
0: where they let a biracial black girl just be biracial without saying mm-hmm. like usually the show it's like like the family reunion with tmory or it's like mm-hmm. my wife and kids where it's like the main daughter is yeah obviously biracial right so like, right we're supposed to believe that oh because her daddy is eddie murphy and her mama is tisha campbell <laughs> right exactly <laughs> something like that that it's like oh yeah that's why she got freckles and blue eyes <laughs>
1: like <laughs> and like, like, where did that come from it's like let zendaya have a white mom please i know Stop and you know to- yeah you know what you know cheetah girls did it right because galleria was mixed her dad was daddy, italian oh what italian yeah daddy, yeah mm-hmm. and the My mom, mom lynn black. whitfield 100% black and she looks like that. He looks she can, biracial. I, I do believe that like
0: if your mom, you tend to look more like your mom, like the especially with black. Like so if mm. your mom is black, your mm. hair is probably you're probably going to have, a, it's going to be harder for you to pass mm-hmm. is what I'm getting to. Right. If your mom is white that's where you get like the Zendaya it's like the lighter skin, looser hair
1: mm-hmm. you know, might
0: have colored eyes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of the actresses we see <laughs> usually have white moms um and that's why they act the way they do because when their moms are white that's when they act like Meghan Markle or like Stacey mm-hmm. where they're like I'm biracial I'm both mm-hmm. I can't pick I'm not black I'm mixed and so this show which again hey take what I'm saying with a grain of salt because I didn't watch it I told you I tried to watch right right six and I never watched it before I was like But I I feel familiar because I watched so many reviews of the overall series. And so apparently this girl, there are Black people who go to her school who actively wanted to be friends with her. And she curved, or one particular Black girl, and she curved her the whole series. Mm. And would complain and be like, well, Black people don't accept me. And Black people, I just don't fit in. I'm not Black enough. But like tried really hard to be friends with white people the whole movie. Right, right. I'm like, you didn't need to put this on screen for me to be like, Yeah, she wants to be friends with the white people and Mm -hmm. looks at the black people like, well, if I can pass and I can hang out with these white people, that's what I'm gonna do.
1: Right, right. And I I don't believe they they thought I would like this. I don't like that because I think it portrays this narrative that I don't know. I think it villainizes a group of people when that's not actually the case. Like I understand black people in a way. It's like they didn't accept me. And because of that, I had to turn, which is just like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, the girls, you know. Black girls didn't like me. So that's why I date white women. And there's so many like permeations of that too. Donald of Glover syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I just think that I hopefully people grow out of that mindset. Cause I don't think That's the case. I think a lot of this is just rooted in a history of white supremacy and anti blackness across the board.
0: And I want to clear up that I'm not saying that biracial. uh, Yeah, I know. Not black. Yes. I think that category is up to you. Right. Like if you are Meghan Markle and you want to say, I'm mixed race, I am biracial, I will not pick. Mm -hmm. Sure, cool. And if you are like Lauren London and you are like, or Paula Patton mm-hmm. recently, who just now, anyways, sh- anyways, <laughs> if you yes. are like that and you're like, I'm black, I don't care what European features I have. I am black. That's
1: right. That yes, I think it's that's true. fine. I think it's, fine. I think it's, it's right. great to, to own that, to
0: own whatever, mm-hmm. to know, you know, and I think that does take time to feel set and strong in your identity. And right. I, I acknowledge that it can be tricky, that, black people have the luxury people who are full black have the luxury of knowing I'm black I'm not confused about which category I'm not confused on like where I'm gonna end up fitting in or what box to check I'm black at the end of the day right I guess if you're biracial being like well my mom is white and maybe she's the main one who raised me and Mm. I kind of look black but like most of the family i'm cool with is white or maybe i grew up with both but i have never really been told i have to pick but now that i'm growing up in school people are wanting me to pick but hey that's not my experience i don't know maybe right yes yes
1: maybe maybe maybe. yes so do you have any uh do you have a mental health tip this week for us i do do do. do a deep thank a deep thank. Yes. So mine, it'll be really, really quick. So mine is a DBT, again, dialectical behavior therapy skills technique called wise mind, where if we think about our brain and the way that we think about things, our brain can be divided into three different mind states. There's emotional mind where you're driven by your emotions and you do things sometimes out of impulse, but often out of just like emotion. So it's like you slam the brakes when you're like in traffic because you're mad and you honk the horn or you get a pint of like ice cream and you cry when you're going through a really sad time or something like you do things you're driven by your emotional mind. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's natural and we have emotions and they're valid, but sometimes it can't, it's not helpful, especially when it's keeping you from doing things you need to do or acting in a way that's appropriate. So that's one mind state. Another mind state is reasonable mind where that's like your logical way of thinking. You think about things intellectually and very functional, which can be helpful if you're like taking a test or if you're like in, a, in the zone with working or whatever. But if you're having like an emotional conversation with someone and you're acting like a robot, that's not appropriate, right? You shouldn't be in reasonable mind in that time or you're like, you know, dealing with some, like something that's really you know tragic and you're grieving like some for some people it might be helpful to be in reasonable mind but you know that's not giving yourself the chance to feel your emotions so there's a balance with that the goal that we want to get to is where we're in wise mind which is a combination of reasonable mind and emotional mind where you're able to recognize your emotions and feel them, but also able to make decisions that will give you the ability to function. So an example that I just did this with kids, <laughs> but an example is like you're, you love dogs and you're like walking down the street and you see a spare puppy. It's not called a spare puppy, a stray. My gosh, okay. <laughs> a stray puppy. I don't know what it is. I've been having this issue where I can't think of words. I'm scared. Well, you're having like a stray puppy or you find a stray puppy. Your emotional mind would be like, oh my gosh, let me take this puppy in. I love dogs. Like I want to take him because I love them, whatever. Your reasonable mind would be like, that's not my dog. It could have rabies. I don't know. I'm going to just leave it there and keep pushing. Your wise mind would be like, I really like dogs and I care about dogs. I'm going to make sure the dog's okay. So I'm going to see if it has a tag. I'm going to see if I can contact the number on the tag. And then I'm going to either take it to a shelter or figure out a place where it can go because I can't take care of a dog because I live in an apartment or something like that. So that's kind of like a little wrap up of you being in wise mind and trying to aim to be in wise mind.
0: That's a really good analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a really good one. I was like, I followed that all the way. Nice. I, I identify with that. My deep think there's no tip. Like I don't need to give a tip. I'm not telling anybody how to live their life, but I just kind of realized like life is very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is it. That's like life thing. is a lot. So there was this tweet that I came across like a couple days ago that says, Oh, yeah. Oil change. Tire pressure. Oh, yeah. Therapy appointment. Oh, yeah. Blood work. Oh, yeah. Credit card bill. Oh, yeah. Emails. Oh, yeah. Friendship. Oh, yeah. Dishes. Oh, yeah. Laundry. Oh, yeah. Rent. Oh, yeah. Spiritual practice. Oh, yeah. Vitamins and nutrients. Oh, yeah. Family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that is when you literally lay it out like that. Life is so much like it never stops. There's always something you're supposed to be doing. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta work out. I gotta eat right. Oh, I haven't talked to this friend. I should probably reach out and say something. Oh, it's somebody's birthday coming up. I have to acknowledge it. Oh, I have to work and I have a bunch of emails and I have a lot of Slack messages. Oh yeah. I didn't change my, my cat's water bowl. Oh yeah. She has been meowing lately. I have to set up a vet appointment for her. Oh yeah. I'm my car now. Like I need to take it to get an oil change because the light is now flickering on and off. Oh yeah, I said I would do this thing and now I have to do it because I said I would do it. Oh yeah, I actually just got a rip in my favorite pair of tights. Now I need to look for another pair. Oh yeah, I'm out Mm -hmm. of socks. So I got to get socks so I can work out. Oh yeah, I got to, you know, like literally like it never stops. And there's always something. And even when when you have family on top of that, it's like, especially for someone like me who doesn't even live in, who doesn't live in the same city as my family. It's like even harder to like, stuff to remember that they exist and to be like I got a call I got a FaceTime I got to plan another trip down to visit I got to do like there's just so much pressure when I get to that point I literally just go and this is why I ain't got to do shit mm. and I will like have a day where I'm like I go full white person and I'm like I'm not taking a shower mm-hmm. I'm, not to- <laughs> I'm not worried about anything I'm gonna do my my job that I need because <laughs> I can't just not work mm-hmm. I'm gonna clock in and do my job and then i'm i'm going to bed i'm literally doing nothing today i'm gonna be stank and gross and whatever because there's too much pressure yes much shit i'm supposed to do that today i'm not doing shit other than what i'm absolutely obligated to do mm-hmm. life is much yes <laughs> that is that is my deep thinking
1: perfect that oh my gosh that just gets at everything that i've ever experienced ever just much <laughs> And just like, even now I'm having much, much, much in my mind thinking like, okay, I got to do this and I have to do this and I have to. And it's like, sometimes I feel so rigid. Like if I don't do everything, I'm going to explode. And obviously not. You can prioritize stuff and take some stuff out and not do nothing because you just can't do it all.
0: If you had a weekend, do nothing though. Yeah. That is also good to just do nothing. Like I'm talking about like an average day, which means, you know, five out of seven of the days I have to work. But like on a weekend, I think that's a great time to be like, I am not doing shit. I'm gonna stay in my yep. pj's all day. I'm gonna park my ass on the couch mm-hmm. and just order Domino's and just mm-hmm. watch whatever garbage Real Housewives show is left in my queue for me to start. You know, I might start watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like, fuck it. I might. Pick huh? You just need a day where you're like, my treat. Is mm-hmm. that I am putting no pressure on myself. I don't have to do a damn thing today, and that is everything. Like, just letting yourself do that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This was a long winded episode that I am not, I'm going to have to edit the shit out of this, but (laughs) it's, it's all worth it because it, it at least puts a weekly time on the calendar mm. that I get to talk to my best friend.
1: Yes. And I'm just like, y'all can't see me, but I'm just like, thank you so much, Joy. <laughs> just like, ah, oh, cause I can't even, man, I can barely say words and point and click. So
0: I- <laughs> you're, you're great. And like, it's amazing when I think about like when you were in the thick of grad school, how we literally had to schedule calls. I know. Like I, know. I would be like, do you have time this week to talk? And you'd be like, how about the the, the 28th December for you? <laughs> I can schedule in maybe a, a quick window between here and there. And I would be like, yes, yes. Grateful, grateful. Yes, yes, yes. And now, like, literally, I get to talk to you at least once a week. Once a like week. Hours. And even now, like, sometimes I just text you like, hey, can you talk? And you're like, give me 10 minutes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like,
1: Oh my gosh, she can talk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was, I was down bad. Like I literally had to put it in my calendar. Like, and I appreciate that you put this in your calendar too because it's like,
0: oh yeah, I need that. I need that to remind myself but I want you to know that I look up to you because like, you, no. I'm like the us version of you, where like you are the version who is like well functioning. Oh like my
1: gosh, better no. and
0: ambitious. And like you said yourself, your self care is cleaning
1: <laughs> and like oh, well, oh, my, oh, and, and
0: running, which running is my self care too. But like, yeah, when I think of you, I think of somebody who like does what she's supposed to do and does it. And I'm somebody. Who avoids a lot of of like added pressures and could never do grad school? I would have had to drop the fuck out and like my parents would have been pissed. I honestly look at you like that's my friend that I joke around and say. So when you get uh yo when you finish with your degree. You don't let me like sleep on your couch, right? (laughs) You and my cousin, Nicole, I'm like, so when you officially are like in your career and like you buying a house, you're going to keep a spare room for me, right? And I can move in (laughs) with you because when am I going to be able to fucking buy a house? On my salary? (laughs) With my- You, us. my little, uh, cute ass, like
1: four year regular ass undergrad degree. I can't do shit with that. Girl. No, you have more savings than I can even, um, I can't even imagine. I don't even know how much you have in savings. I know it's more than I don't, me. I don't have that much anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the gag is most of it went away when I bought my car <laughs> and then I've literally taken three trips this year.
1: So, uh, no, I look up to that. Like being able to like, Put stuff away and like take care of yourself. Oh my and god, I, that's
0: such a good feeling!
1: <laughs> I struggle with that all the time and like not like kissing ass because in grad school, and not everyone does this, it's literally me. I just feel like, Well, I need this from this person, so I have to. <laughs> no, no, that is grad
0: school though. Oh, that it sucks. Cool, that's every higher level of learning is that you need cosines and you need to network. Mm. And you are literally not in your career yet. So you are still being graded and judged. And I envy that you are able to suck it up and do it because I could not. And I will never make as much as you because Mm. I can't. I'm so (laughs) tired. I'm just just saying that that's not true. I know. You never know where I'll end up or whatever. Like, it's not like I'll never make, you know, a lot of money. But (laughs) the point is that like people like you, who become like doctors and like, you know, doctors and therapy and like mm-hmm. lawyers and judges and like all of this shit because they have it in them to work really hard and to buckle down and be responsible. Whereas like people like me just don't have that. And like, we can still find our way, but it just won't be that way. <laughs> That's the only way that we've heard of is, you know, right. Africans, like school is the only way I've literally been told is the way to yeah. That's true. And I, I can't do no more school, honey. I cannot do no more school. So, but anyways, Bye. Thank you guys again for joining us. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.